0: please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. So we are on uh, chapter 18. We're moving ahead. We're skipping ahead a little bit. Chapter 18, Midrash number 6. So it's on page um, 8. Uh, it's like, well, oh, you actually can't see the 8 at the top corner. Of yours. What's that? No, 8. It's 8-1. Uh, so it's... Um, at the it says like in the on the English side on the top like right hand corner or top left hand corner of the English side it says 18 paragraph 6 yeah um 18 yeah do you see where we are Uh, it's like here how many pages in is it it's 1 2 3 4 5 it's the 6th page in I got it you got it Okay, so we're so skip ahead to where it uh, says paragraph six in the uh, middle of the right-hand column. Okay, it, I skipped ahead. Uh, uh, so we, we you know God had just placed man in, in Eden to till to tend it. Uh, what we skipped here is the creation of the animals as uh, helpmates for the human um and god realizing that those weren't fitting helpmates for the human um and so god puts the human to sleep and takes a rib and uh, or or a side from him or some other kind of you know body part um and makes a woman out of it um and you know he says you know this one at last is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bones um and uh, and and they uh, you know um and and that you know And then from now on, you know, a person's going to leave his parents' household and cleave to his wife, and there'll be one flesh. (laughs) Anyway, so we we, we actually skipped all that. I skipped all that, one, because I don't think it's so germane to, like, really what I wanted us to look at in the Garden of Eden story, and two, um, because it's um, unbelievably misogynistic, a lot of it, Um, and I didn't really want to subject you to that, but if you want to go back and look at it yourself, you're welcome to do that let's skip ahead to verse uh, 225 Uh, they were uh, the two of them were naked the man and his wife or uh, the man and his woman Uh, and they were not embarrassed or they were not ashamed okay so uh, in the interest of time I'm just going to uh, read a little bit if that's okay with everybody okay they were both naked. The Midrash presents a homiletical interpretation of the phrase um, So in other words, they're, they're, not, uh, they're, they're not giving a uh, strictly linguistic interpretation of this. They're saying, you know, what's the moral meaning of this? Uh, uh, Rabbi Eliezer said, There were three who did not remain in their tranquility for even six hours. And these are them. Adam, the people Israel, and Sisera. Adam did not remain tranquil in the exalted state in which he was created for even six hours, as it is stated, and they were not Yitbosh yit shashu. Um, so it's, uh, it's actually giving sort of a linguistic, the, the Midrashic twist here is why is it use the word specifically Yitbosh shashu because it has the word Shesh in it, which means six, um, and so it breaks that apart to say, ba'u uh, not even uh, before the sixth hour had arrived, um, um, uh, Adam was still in a state of tranquility. Okay, so in other words, um, what they're saying here is he uses this word, which means they weren't ashamed, um, uh, uh, to, to hint about the fact that they, um, that, they, that they weren't in that, you know, sort of innocent state for very long. Right, um, uh, so okay, uh, so, it, so similarly, the children of Israel uh, were uh, were not tranquil in their kind of in, you know pure state or innocent state, um, which they were at at Mount Sinai, uh, past the sixth hour of the day. Okay, how do we know that? Vayarha am ki Moshe is the verse there in in Exodus. Um, it uses a, a similar. Uh, a similar term linguistically, boshesh there, uh, literally means delayed, or contextually means delayed, but again, it's, it uses the same, uh, it has the term like, beshesh in it, right, that it was like, in the sixth hour, um, so they saw that sixth hours had arrived, and Moses had not arrived, right, uh, so, um, uh, Remember Moses goes up the mountain, says I'm going to be back in forty days, uh, and the people start their counting. Um, and you know, forty days had arrived, um, and uh, and uh, and Moses hadn't gotten back yet. Um, but uh, but they you know they determined that at the beginning of the fortieth day, uh, they didn't wait enough for the for like you know for half of the fortieth. You know, Moses was back like you know before midday on the fortieth day, um, but they. Uh, they got nervous um, uh, 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 too early, right? And so, um, so they fell from their um, from their innocent state um, w- within the sixth hour. And Sisera, uh who is uh, a, a general um, of um, uh, one of the Canaanite nations in the Book of Judges, uh, against whom. Uh, the uh, the Israelites uh, fight. Um, it's uh, the the story of Deborah. Uh, in just, so she's the judge or the, the chieftain at the time, uh, and so uh, Sisera is um, uh, is uh, uh, stabbed through the head by a tent pin uh, from a, uh, a, a, a Israelite woman named Yael, who uh, takes her takes him into her tent. Um, and feeds him, I don't know, like cheese and wine until he falls asleep, uh, then stabs him in the head with a tent pin. Um, uh, Just as an aside, uh, there's an organization that I'm connected uh, with called Trua, which uh, uh, is um, a rabbinical human rights organization. And they have a a sticker, um, you know, just like a piece of you know, what, what the kids call swag, you know, like a marketing gimmick, you know, that, um, uh, the sticker says resisting tyrants Since Pharaoh." Uh, and so on Purim they, uh, came out, they actually didn't come out with this sticker, although they should, because it was really good the, for Purim They like sent like rejected stickers from, uh, from Trua. And one of them was, um, uh, uh um, stabbing men in the head with ten pins since Yael or something like that. Um, So anyway, so Sisera did not remain tranquil past the sixth hour of the day as he lost his army and ultimately his life in the battle against Israel. As it is stated, why is his chariot delayed, using the term again, Boshesh, in coming? Um, Cicero's mother worried. Uh, um, uh, every day, Cicero was accustomed to come at three come home at three hours or four hours into the day. But now six hours into the day have come, and he is still not come. So that that term where he's uh, Beauche, uh, where he was delayed, um, comes from the scene a little bit later where Sisera's mother realizes that is not coming home and she starts uncontrollably wailing. Another kind of interesting aside from this story is that um, the kinds of blasts that we have of the shofar um, are uh, midrashically connected in the Talmud to the crying of Sisera's mother. Uh, in this story, uh, that's where the the uh, rabbis derive, you know, the kinds of sounds that we're supposed to have. At the shofar are supposed to be crying, and they, um, um, uh, or at least the trua, I think, is the crying, and it's it's a, it's a yevavah like uh, like sister's mother in that story. So anyway, um, so that is the explanation of a, of a verse that they were not uh, ashamed; they were not need uh In other words, that they were that they were. um, uh, that they were innocent until Sheish, until the sixth hour of the day, right? So it's sort of like foreshadowing uh, that they uh, would uh, lose their innocence by by midday that day. Um, uh, now, um, but I think it, what's what's you know kind of interesting. We'll, we'll just we'll we'll stop there for for today because we're out of time. Um, but I think what's you know what's uh, what what's interesting about it is the. The comparison here between, or the implicit, the implied comparison between Adam and Eve, the children of Israel and the golden calf, and this Canaanite general who's the enemy of Israel. Um, And so I, I wonder what you make of that comparison. Opposite of what uh, God intended for the Israelites, and was therefore, in the context of that chapter, a representation of evil. General being the general of an enemy, also was a representation of evil. So. good. I think that there's also, you know, um, you know all of the, you know, I guess, it, you know, it, especially if what we're trying to do is kind of understand the nature of the transgression of Adam and Eve. Um. Then, um, you know, it's sort of, you know, uh, the, um, the, the golden calf example points to idolatry. And the Sisera example points to uh, m- maybe idolatry because the whole reason that, you know, that, uh, that, that God wants us to fight with the Canaanites is because of idolatry. Um, but it might be more like sort of imminent... Um, physical threat. Um, I have to go back and look at that story of Sisera. Um, but, um, but my sense is that the reason that the Israelites fight against them is not so much because of the threat of uh, idolatry, but rather the physical threat posed by those Canaanite nations. That they like you know that that if we didn't get them, they were going to get us. But weren't the Israelites are supposed to displace the Canaanites? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're looking for here. I'm trying no, to... I don't. I mean, I don't have anything in particular that I'm looking yeah. for. It's you know, when you have three things, um, you know, it's, it's, they do seem disparate. So the question is, you know, is one of these things not like the others, mm-hmm. or? Um, are they, are they all similar in some way? And if so, how I was fixated on the, on the numeral six. Why? I, I don't, because it's, it's repeated. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it just keeps coming up. What is it about six hours? I don't know. Well, six hours is halfway through the day. So we, you know, the way, the way rabbinic time was kept yeah. is that, uh, is that the, d- the daylight hours were divided into 12. Right. So, um, so you know they weren't sixty minute hours. So whenever the you know sixth hour was, that was mid midday. Um. But it's not used that way here with Cicero, for example. He was supposed to come. Who's supposed he was to come home? Before he comes at six. Uh, right. Well, he well boy, he he, had, he come. hadn't come home hadn't by, come by six. Around. Yeah. Um. And so, usually, when we're talking about six, we're talking about like what we went call noon, right? Um, it's like midday. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You know. So, uh, first, I guess. You know, the question is, you know, in what way. This is a, that's the question you're asking, Harry. Is you know, in what way is this homiletical? Right, a homily has got to have a, a moral point, right? So, what's the moral point that the midrash is making here? And the second is what you know, what's uh, um, what's the meaning of the comparison between Adam and Eve Israel, and Sisera, or Israel uh, at the golden calf in um, and Sisera? What moral point is this? That- I mean, they, can't, they, they can't wait they don't have the, at least on the first two examples I don't really understand that. The one's yeah not. so what I would say so my my uh, response about the Cicero one is I don't think it's so much about impatience but I do think that there is an element of of, of being uh, lured by temptation in all of those Disobedience. No, no, no. Well, yes, I mean, there, there's obviously a sense of disbelief, But the, what you know, Cicero's downfall was that he was seduced by Yael, and uh, Israel's downfall is that they were seduced by an idol, right? Uh, and you know, Adam's <laughs> Eve's downfall is that she was seduced by the tree or the, uh, the serpent, and Adam was seduced by his wife. they were lured into lured she into, into evil. Strength. They were they were not they were they, they had insufficient willpower. Right, so it's a thing similar to what you're saying, right? Uh, the, you know, impatient, but right. Uh, they 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 lacked um, they, they you know lacked the moral will to stand their ground in what they knew to be right, and that was their downfall. Yeah, they were they were they were they were too easily swayed by the evil inclination.